excited to share stuff with everyone about the festival. Yay! So it's a little bit past work. Uh, this show is what we all make it. So take notes for each other. Be cool. Uh, compliments are always great. Uh, tag if you're up at the top and nobody and everybody doesn't tell you what you want to hear. Take the opportunity to ask them that question and see if you get a long minute. When you hear the horn, you have a minute. Take the whole minute. Comedian form, no one signed up. Number one, so <laughs> number two, go and sing. Uh, put your hands together for Jesse Jones. This is our first time performing here at the UG Radio Comedy Festival. I'm excited to be here. Put your hands together, everyone, for April Gallaty. minutes, right? All right, I'm going to do jokes I don't do very often, so uh, let's see. Uh, my husband and I just got two ferrets, uh, which, uh, you know, um, and uh, we're waiting on a third, but, you know, I'm not pregnant. I just ate really well. Um, uh, I want I want to be like a ferret when I die because they're short, fat, and hairy, which I'm already that anyway, and they're expected to steal um, <laughs> others. Uh, I was once reading an article about squirting, and um, yeah, and I thought it was fascinating because I was like, I've never done that. And my husband goes, uh, yes, you did. You did it one time when you were really, really drunk. And I was like, guys, I think my really positive testing got peed on that time. So that's what's happening. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm dealing with menopause now. I just got a new tattoo on my chest. So when I wear like a low-cut shirt, it brings everybody's eyes back up here <laughs> instead of down there where my boobs really are. I just got through doing a lot of, like, travel. So I, w I, I listened to Crime Junkies. Do you guys know what that is? If you don't, okay. Crime Junkies is it's a podcast about uh, murders and kidnappings and unsolved uh, horrible things that happen to people all over the country. And so I'm listening to this podcast, driving through the country, freaking myself out. So every time I got out of my car, I would put my keys in my hand, kind of like the Wolverine thing, you know, and uh, their motto is, be loud, be weird, stay alive. So I would get out of my car, and I would crab walk to the bathroom, and I would scream, I got to pee on some man, come down there and crab. And nobody bothered me, you know. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm originally from Georgia. Uh, I, was, I, I used to play, I uh, used to be in a, a class called 4-H. Do you guys have that out here? Okay, do you know what the 4-H's stand for? stands for Head, Heart, Health, and Hand. Um, I wasn't really good at those courses. I almost failed because I'm not good at that head part at all. Um, but, man, I can get a hand job with all my heart. Like my health depended on it, too. Uh, let's see. Hmm. I don't, I, you know, I really wasn't expecting to go up this quickly. <laughs> so I got kind of taken by surprise. I'm sorry, guys. Okay, uh, I was talking about the fact that I'm going through menopause, and it didn't occur to me that my husband might actually be going through kind of a menopause. I didn't realize that was a thing, but it is. And uh, the other day, I come out of the living room, and my husband is sitting at an edge laying on the gurney, and he just goes, well, you know, you've got that bed. And I'm like, okay, 
your estrogen is going up and testosterone is going down. I'm like, you better you better buckle up, Buttercup, because it's a bumpy road because it's just man boobs and tears at this point. So he's not really enjoying that part of it at all. Um, I have one minute. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm originally from Georgia. That's where I get this wonderful little accent from. Uh, I can't seem to get rid of. And I know I sound like Paula Dean. This accent is thick with butter and it's doing gracism. I get it. I get it. Uh, I've kind of gotten to where I call my accent my dick because it stinks. Every time I pull it out in public, somebody gets offended. Uh, <laughs> I hate those accents. Um, you know, I when I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast, I found myself called to HR at my very first job within about two weeks by a coworker who said I was being ageist because I called her ma'am all the time. I'm like, oh, ma'am. I'm not being ageist. I'm calling her ma'am. She just didn't work, and I can't call you a cunt. So all right i think that's it thank you april gallity you stay up there you stay up there and then he's gonna be up there and then he'll be the comment song uh hey marty you got things to say go for it yeah sorry i missed you at the beginning but uh a bit about crab walking to the uh, bathroom at all the stops uh I like it, but it needs some kind of follow-up to the end of the crab walk, mm -hmm. of the uh, crab walking. Okay. Right? Because, like, you've already kind of made yourself look like a grandma. Like, that's the whole <laughs> point, right? That's why I'm here. It's <laughs> like, so, like, go a little farther with it. Okay. It's like, like, I can't think of exactly what it would be, but, like, I said, like, it and my, like, my, my hip abductor is really strong walking sideways like that. Oh, I see. Or, okay. like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, just somewhere to tag on to the end of it, because I think it's just missing a little bit more. I think I like the I like where it's where it goes though. Okay. Um, the, describing the menopause is like I think you could describe it to try to get people hyped in the right way because like it's a like a Freaky Friday situation. Like you guys are switching hormones. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. See, I like that. Yeah. And then you can play with that as like he's experienced all these yummy shit and you're just starting to get into the yummy shit that you didn't understand before. I don't know. But that's I don't know. That's something you could do. Uh, just that. And then uh, the bit about the accent has like the implied racism. Mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, the uh, the s uh, that tie that tie that one up a little bit more because the implied racism like make it less implied like say some stuff like you know you people assume we hear this accent and they assume that I just don't know how to use a softball or anything <laughs> you know like something okay, like that like really like really lay it on thick something like and then then you can move on because like people are like whoa and then you move on to like something like I'm not really that way but okay yeah. very cool thank uh, you going back to the menopause and all that my definition for both of those are that like if you get menopause is when you stop getting it like you just describe it and then menopause is okay, and then give it like yeah. a definition mm -hmm. and then that'll give you like an idea of where you come in but I used to just I can sit on commands but then I couldn't hear the rest of what you said because it was too much for me so oh, I think also you were nervous at the beginning you were the first to take my bullet so I totally get it I, I, I can shit on command. I've had my gallbladder out and have fun raping men. I have, I've had my gallbladder out. Have fun yeah. raping yeah. See, so I didn't that – so you just slow that down. Okay. And then you're back – because all I heard was the beginning. I was like, mm -hmm. I can shit on command. Okay, that's funny. But then I didn't – I was like, this is something else. But whatever. Yeah, have fun raping men. <laughs> Mike's got the comment back there. Oh, yeah, yes, uh, one thing. One thing. Uh, you, you mentioned something about 4-H. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, did you know that there was actually a 4-H thing with like livestock and like 
fairs and cattle and stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Redneck school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say like that. That's that's a perfect like tie-in. Like yeah. Do the one thing that you can do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You could like dive into that like almost like a separate layer and then bring it back and then like do do what you were talking about before and then just kind of tie it all together. Okay. Because you'll just get more teaching. Yeah. Jobs are just so they'll ejaculate into a corner and just take over. Me personally, no, but yes, it can be done. It can be done. <laughs> I don't know if they do that in 4-H if you're actually like they do. It's on it animal husbandry is a course in 4-H. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, animal yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, any last comments for April Gallagher? I love your personality on stage. I love your accent, and I Thank love you. that you mention it too. And it just it just lilts right off your tongue. I Thank just you. love it. I love you. Uh, just put your hands together, everybody, Thank for you. April Gallaty. So that's how the joke workshop works. Uh, you're next to me, and he's a local guy. Uh, he's helping out with the El Rio show this Wednesday at 9 o'clock at El Rio. Put your hands together, everybody, for Hunter Stare. Uh, I ain't touch nobody in the field, no nigga. No bitch, I don't even touch them. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, welcome to my fellow Southerner. Where'd she go? Oh, yeah. Louisiana, what's up? Yeah, we can talk after the show. Uh, I like to gamble. Anybody else? Yeah, I love to gamble. I don't have any money, though, so I figure out ways around that. I'll do things like smoke cigarettes that I found on the ground in the Tenderloin. That's uh, one way to do that. Um, I do, uh, I love smoking cigarettes, but I hear that they increase your chance of getting cancer by like 50%, so I figured out a way around that. I cut mine in half, because I can live with those odds. Uh, smoke a lot of weed. I say, yeah, give it up for weed smoking. I would say I smoke weed on a competitive level, you know? Like if there was an Olympic category for weed smoking, I would definitely forget to qualify for that. Um, these are fun. Uh, I realized recently that I've done so many drugs, and by that I mean so many different different types of drugs, different drugs with different names, that if I were to put the names of all of them together, then I would be able to write my own country western song using them. It would be like the dum dum dum, I've done molly, mushrooms, LSD, marijuana, cocaine, nicotine, nitrous, Adderall, 2CB, 2CE, GHT, DMT, ketamine, morphine, see what I mean, man, I've done all the drugs, man, I'll do all your drugs, man, look the other way, so I'll do all your, something like that. Um, <laughs> do you ever want to kill yourself, but you don't think you can fit it into your schedule? <laughs> yeah, somebody resonated with that. <laughs> uh, I'm a human trafficker, sorry, I meant a recruiter, that was a Freudian slip. That's it, that's all I have for that one. Um, speaking of jobs, um, whenever I feel like down about my life, I like to talk to somebody who actually has a real job. And I don't mean by like somebody who wears a, sh a suit. That's, you know, that's just bullshit that they came up with to get out of real jobs. I'm talking about like a farmer. Speaking of 4-H, you know, somebody with a real job. Like, go hang out with a bunch of farmers if you really want to feel okay about your life. Have you ever talked to somebody who had to drive two miles out of their way in order to have a dead calf taken out of their heifer? That's a fucking day right there. Like, and then on top of that, like, how does the farmer feel better? I guess by thinking about the heifer, right? At least, like, they don't have to be that close to the smell. Yeah, it's just gross. Uh, but 100% based on a true story. So I think that 
you there's like essentially three different kinds of people in the world if you want to boil it down to this one category. Uh, there are trimmers, shavers, and nevers. And I think that those are three distinct personalities, right? Trimmers, they're moderates. You know, they're right down the middle. You know, they're respectable people. They're logical, rational people. They're centrists, you know. Th sometimes they, they could go Clinton or they could go Bush. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, shavers, uh, narcissists, obviously. Either that or the deep, deep unseated self-loathing and insecurity, you know, but those things are kind of like same sides of the same, different sides of the same coin. Um, and then, um, yeah, I was going to do a whole thing about that. I don't have enough time. Uh, let's see, moving on. Um, I, re I was rereading the Harry Potter books recently. I think those books are a little bit racist. Let me explain. Uh, so there's four different houses, right? And they're represented by four different founders of those houses. We've got Helga Hufflepuff, Rowena Ravenclaw, uh, Godric Gryffindor, and then the evil house, Salazar Slytherin. Like, I can just see J.K. Rowling being there, and for the evil house, a dirty fucking Spaniard. Ugh. I don't know. Like, <laughs> she's a little racist, maybe. Um... It's fun being a Southerner. You'll like this one. It's fun being a, a Southerner in the Bay Area because you get to feel like uh, we make Muslims feel like. That's, uh, yeah, only she thinks that's funny. Fine, last one. Um, hippies, I think, are supposed to be fe uh, pretty peaceful people, but whenever somebody tells me they want to realign my throat chakra, I feel pretty intimidated by that. That doesn't sound good. All right, that's all I got. Uh, the bit about smoking the half cigarettes in the beginning, uh, you say uh, I'm willing to take the risk for smoking the ones in the tunnel and anything to look cooler than people vaping or something like that. It's always a good opportunity to shit on people vaping. <laughs> uh, that's very popular these days. Uh, there is actually a song that is very similar to the song you sang. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a Queens of the Stone Age song, and he just names a bunch of drugs, and that's the song. Uh, just like it's a fun fact. Um, the the bit about no time for suicide. If you wanted to expand on that more, you could just get just get into more detail on like, do you know how long it takes to die from asphyxiation? Like, think of all the shit I could do in two and a half minutes, right? <laughs> like, or like how long it takes like go under for pills or something like that. I don't know. I think so. If I th well, I mean, try it out. I don't know how th what kind of reaction you'll get, but there is something there to be like. This is what I could do with that amount of time, right? And like, sh like, show you did your homework. Uh, and if you're gonna talk about racist Harry Potter, you have to mention the Jew goblins that run the banks, guys. <laughs> Come on, I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's hanging out right there. Come on, man. Low hanging fruit, yes, yes. Uh, the Weed Olympics. I feel like that's a whole different premise. I want names of different Olympic events dealing with weed, like the you know, smoke a bowl and fucking go shoot something. I don't know. I don't know what the Olymp people do in the Winter Olympics with the guns. Anyway. That's called hunting in the South. The hunting, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but th the Weed Olympics, I think that that was a great premise. Um, this is just something that I thought when you were talking about taking the dead baby cow out of the other cow. That's like a that's like pre-veal. Did they eat the baby inside the other cow? Because that would be, I mean, I hope they didn't waste that delicious baby cow that wasn't even born yet. That's got to be the most delicious. If, like, a baby cow that's born that's been made into veal is delicious, like a prenatal veal is going to be even that much sweeter. I, I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, you just kill the whole cow and you eat the whole thing with the baby inside. I don't know how that <laughs> works. Or I was – and then the, the last thing is – well, two things. One, I didn't get the southern joke. Uh, but two, when you said trimmers, the first thing I thought of was trimmers. But that's just me. So you might want to lead with shavers or something because you're talking about body hair, but you came off of weed. And then I thought you did a body hair joke with the bush because you're trimming the bush and the – and the way pubic hair goes. So I was a little confused, like, is it a weed joke or is it a pubic hair joke? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then I was on the right track. Uh, April, you got something to say? Uh, the only thing I have to say is the drug song you were talking about, uh, and you listed off the different drugs. You almost started in on the Garth Brooks ain't going down until the sun comes up. That's what I thought you were about to sing. And uh, all those diff – uh, if, if you listen to that, find a good country song that you can do those two in that – with that tune so that people will recognize it. <laughs> that's that's absolutely fair. No one listens to country music anymore. Then pick a country song that everybody knows, like Achy Breaky Heart. But not go down before the sun comes up makes sense, especially if you're talking about, like, meth yeah. or whatever other drug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're awake the whole time. <laughs> Thanks, April. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the, uh, the drug song. It was good. It was dope. Uh, <laughs> it was dope. <laughs> <laughs> One thing um, that kind of came to mind when you did it was, like, uh, it was like an auction. You, you know, kind of how it's like, oh, can I get a, can I get a, can I get a Molly? Can I get a, you know, uh, maybe, uh, maybe that's like a, another tag on, you know, onto that. Yeah. The drug rodeo. <laughs> With the, uh, likening being a recruiter to a human trafficker, I think you'd need to spell that out more to, I don't think it like stood on its own. I think that there's a lot of room there to draw a correlation between those two and the joke is about both of those things are funny. Similarly, with the uh, being Muslim is like being south in the Bay Area is like being Muslim anywhere else in the country. I think that's a great comment, and I think it's a lot easier to get a chuckle out of that. So. Gambling bit, I think you have, you can put, put a little uh, more like options and more comparisons like um, fucking trying to find love in a Reno casino or trimming my pubes with scissors in the dark. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Hunter's Dare. Oh, yeah, quick, 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 like a bunny. Is this even working? Oh, it is working. Uh, the agenda, when you're, like, killing yourself, everything that you can, uh, you're, you're rattling off all the things that you have to do, I feel like like maybe you try to go through with it, and then you panic because of all the stuff that you have to get done. You're like, oh, no, I got to go pick up my shit from the dry cleaners or whatever, and then you're just, like, panicking of, like, trying to, like, reverse all the pills that you took or something. Well, I don't know. And the, and the dry cleaning works because you could use the plastic to put over your face. Like, I've got to get to the dry cleaner so I can get that plastic bag so I can stick it over my face so I can kill myself. <laughs> Shit, I've got to get to the dry. <laughs> Amanda has one last comment. Okay, one quick thing. Uh, I liked the pubic hair joke, but as a, a fellow never, I didn't get to hear that one, so I was sad. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I know you abandoned it, but I thought that was a, I thought that was a great joke. I like the comparison. So, yeah. Clap your hands wildly for Hunter Stare. All right, that's how the joke workshop works. Your next comedian came all the way from Santa Rosa. Clap your hands together for Mike Nordstrom. I get sad sometimes. It's okay, we all do. We all get sad. We all have different ways to deal with that sadness. Like, how do you deal 
with like your sadness? Go ahead, you can answer. Bottle it down, fucking drinking? Fuck yeah, alcoholism, big one. Alcohol, eating, boating, fat kids on bicycles, all good options. But it wasn't working for me. It wasn't. I was just, you know, finding myself sitting in a dark room throwing darts at my senior portrait. Just thinking, like, wow, I have a shitty job. I have a shitty relationship. I have a weird, lanky body. What am I going to do? And then it hit me. I just turned on the TLC channel. 100% thought, <laughs> felt way better about myself. Because, like, I feel shitty, but then I see someone who's three foot two. 607 pounds, has 13 nipples on their back, and addicted to eating a mattress. And I'm like, I'm fucking killing it. Comparatively, I'm doing a pretty good job. So, like, watch TLC to feel better about yourself, and then watch HGTV to come. HGTV is one of the most sensual networks you will ever see. You're just watching it. Oh, reasonable cabinet options? Oh, oh fuck. Is that a load-bearing veneered wall? <laughs> the wall's going to be bearing my load, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, open concept modern architecture? Fuck me. It's just so hot. So sexy. If we all got off the HGTV, we'd all be... Much better people with much nicer homes. And even like the hosts of this show are sexy. They're very erotic people. Are you telling me the Propsy brothers aren't barebacking it between shots in the master bath? They're going for it. Fuck yeah. Me and my girlfriend don't get along very well. Um, I think it's because I'm a Pisces and she's like cancer. She told me to go get tampons the other day at the grocery store. And that's like getting to third base in 2020. So I'm like, fuck yeah. I was pretty jazzed about it. And I go. And it wasn't that they had different sizes that messed with me. It was the M. Night Shyamalan style. They went about naming these sizes. So like, I'm not sure which one's to get her. So I'm going to get her the smallest one because I'm a gentleman. And I, I like, I've bought a T-shirt before. So I know if there's an S. On the shirt, it's a, I pick up the box with an S on it. They're supers. It's the biggest ones they have. What the, f it's like the new Captain Marvel movie, like new fucking Avengers, the Crimson Tide, fucking teaming up with Captain Cramps. So that wasn't it. So I look for the other sizes, and there's one with an L on it. And I've been to a shirt store before, so I know if there's an L on it, it's a large. It's a light. It's the smallest one they have. What the fuck? The only way I could rationalize it was if I compared it to Budweiser. Like there's one that's heavier. There's one that's lighter. One has ABV and one has HPV. One has a DUI. The other one has an IUD. One is a delicious beverage you can enjoy on a warm summer day. And the other one is Budweiser. Um, but I was still, like, wondering, like, who? Who and why named these fucking sizes? And that's when the Starbucks barista asked if I wanted my coffee in a tall, grande, or venti size. 
I'm like, fuck. Big tampon got the guy who made Starbucks cups to make tampon sizes. Ah. Fake what you really want to Mike Nordstrom! Hooray! I really liked the whole run of ABV versus HPV run, the Budweiser shit. That was very tight. Also, yeah. really liked the load-bearing wall. That part of that was very, very, very funny. Um, the one I didn't hear was... Oh, yeah, th- I was going to say that the cancer, there's a, there's a recent special that just went live where someone uses the, the double entendre on cancer when talking about a woman. I thought I'd mention that. Good shit. Hello again. Or no, that was the last person. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, I think for the people who are watching HGTV to, like, come, uh, like, the un- there's an underground, like, uh, community, and HGTV is an acronym for something else. Oh. Like, and, like, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything because I suck at writing. But, uh, <laughs> but I think that there, c- that there could be, a, like, you? Hot, yeah, like there could be a fucking acronym that only the people who are like watching it porno- pornographically like have amongst themselves. They're like, they're almost like furries. Like there's a community out there that they're they get together at conventions and shit. Did you say hung guys? Uh, horny HG. guys to view. Maybe maybe hung guys is better because HG would could be hung guys yeah. TV. Yeah. The, s- the sensual option that was a great that was a great line too. Uh, I I was saying I. W- we're getting a little feedback yeah, here. Yeah, sorry Tim. about that. Uh, I'd say the same thing for TLC, too. You have the opportunity to just fuck around with acronyms. That's always fun. Um, also, it'd be fun to throw a, fa- a description of a fat kid on a bike. Because just like, it uh, looks like a something like that. Because like, it it's a funny line. It's just like too throwaway. I think it's, it's, it's a good setup for something you could use more. And then the same thing with your description of your lanky body. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I look like a blah, 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 right? But then like. Then you go into that stuff. You just, you, I think you need to set up more that like you're, because what you're doing is you're comparing like how shitty your life is going and your dissatisfaction with your physical appearance, and so go into the physical appearance more, so it's more contrasted when you get to all the crazy shit that people on TLC are up to. Um, and then, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, on the HGTV stuff, uh, the sensual options. I feel like you have a whole opportunity to go. First, you start with like the hung guy TV with all that building stuff, but. There's a lot of food porn on HGTV, too. So you can get, like, and that's easy to talk about food and go, like, deep into something, you know, call back to the fat kid on a bike. He must be watching HGTV, too. Um, And I really loved that you were a gentleman because you referenced a small vagina. That was really sweet and nice. And somehow I wrote down mansplain. I'm like, oh, look, he's mansplaining tampons to us. Aww. I love that. That's so nice that you, you know. Someone has to. Someone has to because I have no, uh, no idea how this works out. Uh, Lee, it looks like he has some things to say. Um, yeah, I really like the detail of uh, throwing a dart at your uh, high school portrait. I think that's just a good detail, and it really it's just specific and works. It's illustrative. Um, the detail of um, I have a lanky body. I will just say, like, looking at you as somebody who hasn't met you, it doesn't super read as lanky. Um, so you might want to come up, like, I don't necessarily love I look like jokes, but that's a really good spot for one if you were trying to develop one. So. Uh, I like uh, the idea that there's an entire, like, very prolific uh, uh, porn category of uh, on, like, gay porn hub of Property Brothers. Like, it's a very specific category of gay, <laughs> of gay incest porn. That's what I thought of. 
And I don't know. I like the idea that for some reason that I can't discern yet. Could be like a way that they advertise it. Here's a great way to passive-aggressively punish your boyfriend. <laughs> I wanted to ask one quick question. Um, at the end of the tampon kit, I mentioned Starbucks cup sizes. Should that stay or should that go? It's gonna be sweet. got one hot gooch taint vagina you like that one we need to eat that one is it is it hot because it's sexy or because she's been doing cable rows i don't know why is her taint hot you get a hot taint that way no one got that really you try rubbing your taint against a bench at 25 but no it's just easy what's up guys my name is sam carroll I live with my parents, I live with mom and dad, I call the female mom and the male David, it's always felt a little bit weird for me to call another man dad or daddy, it's a little bit gay, you know, so I just call him Dave or Big Dick Dave, what's up Dave, I saw it in the shower one time, it was good, it was alright, that would freak most people out, you know, but it comforted me because I just knew I was going to be packing heat when I was older. Felt good. You know, because most young guys going through puberty, they're like, oh, gee, I sure hope mine's big on the other side of this. Not me. Not me at all. I just go up to his door, knock, knock, knock. Hey, what's up, boss? Let me get a look. Yeah, I got nothing to worry about. I'll be all right. But it's funny, though, because I ended up getting all my mom's dick jeans. Yeah. How do I know that? Well, we got to knock on a few uncle doors. It's fine. It's all right. Probably did not have to knock on my mom's brother-in-law's door, but you can never be too sure. Yeah. The big irony is, you know, at, at the end of the puberty, the end of the pubescence, my dick did end up looking most like my mom's brother-in-law. So we have that to bond over. Great. Is this, uh, is this an STD room? Are we STD friendly? Stop. End the stigma. Stop using condoms. That's what I say. Um, I'm not really afraid of STDs. What I am afraid of is sexual fetishes that I'm not ready for. You know, crazy fetishes. Like I was in the TL the other day. That's the Tenderloin for you uh, traveling comics. And uh, I had a little bit of a road rage. I'm not gonna lie. I beeped my horn. The car in front of me, and this young woman came over to see if I was okay. Right, as one does. So I uh, let her in my car because she knew about some party. She she didn't speak English. She Learning party, party, party. I was like, hey, let's go to a party. All right. Um, she starts touching my leg as we're driving into the party. I'm thinking I might, I might have sex with this woman before we get to the party. But it turns out money fetish. She had a money fetish. She would not do anything for less than $15. 
What the fuck? I told her, no way, Jose, am I going to pay for sex. And unless you quit all that trash talking, we are not going to go to this party. I'm going to turn the car around. Start acting like a lady. She wasn't the only one in the car with a, uh, a fetish, though. I have a fetish myself. It's a rare one among young white men my age. It's a uh, consent fetish. Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah, nothing nothing gets me horny like a, a woman who agrees to have sex with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I come prepared, too. I got my consent papers on me. Got them here today. I normally keep them trifolded in my back pocket. Um, I like to go up to women at the bar and ask them if they'll sign my permission slip. Which, uh, you know, it's turned out pretty well for me. I've had a lot of sex doing that. You know, it's contractually obligating. I hang out at a lot of lawyer bars. It's uh, a pro tip. Yeah. All right. I, uh, I used to date a girl with the choking fetish. And, uh, you know, I know what you guys are thinking. Sounds like, a, sounds like a lot of hard work. But, uh, no, it's not. It's, it's a lot less work if she's got a peanut butter allergy or a peanut allergy. I know you guys are doing the math right now. You're like, what? Like, peanut plus Hitler mustache equals doggy style. Yes. All right, guys. It's been my time. Sam Carroll, everyone. Come in. Uh, for the consent bit, just have uh, – she doesn't even – I still haven't had sex because I just get off of the someone agreeing part. Like, that's how big the fetish is. Like, all they have to do is say yes. And it's like, oh, that's good for me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, and then you can say back, like, just kidding, guys. I fuck all the time. It's contractually obligated. Right. Something like that. Yeah. A uh, couple of notes. One, I think just, like, purely order. Uh, start with choking fetish. Then go to money fetish. Then finish with consent fetish. You know, okay. Because, because like choking fetish, you know, you, you warm people right. up to the whole idea that we're talking about that screaming and passing out and everything. It's, it's just made for sound. Yeah, I've been like structurally really routine in, in the structure. It doesn't. I don't really need to order them. I just keep it there. So that's a good point. Thank you. And then, uh, as far as I, I really like the uh, all like the different example of this paragraph. I like the idea that your dad doesn't want you to call him dad or daddy. Like he's the one who doesn't want it because he's mm-hmm. like that sounds gay. I wouldn't say you call me big Ooh. Dave. Yeah, yeah big I Dave. Like yeah, I like that. I like that. It's like a kind of like because people get the image of like oh it's like a soldier dude. Uh, sort of like homophobic father and then it's really cool that that's what he's uh, yeah but it's not him yeah, yeah so you're not the homophobe you're not. your dad's a homophobe I'm always looking to put the homophobia on someone else so yeah great, thank you. exactly people will appreciate that and yeah. then you twist it with the big dick Dave and it's uh, it's I think that'll be magical and I think that'll warm a chakra for some people's heads. you're magical Hunter thank you uh, I'm also always Shut looking to cut shit out so if you're like I didn't like that at all you don't need it just tell me please I was thinking I really like the the money fetish punchline. It's fucking great. But I was thinking if you want to cut shit out, I think you can get to it faster by saying like I'm, a, you know, do the setup of like uh, you know, I'm afraid of like these fetishes that I'm not ready for. And then uh, like I picked up this girl, and before we even got that, before we even got to the party or whatever, she wanted money or something. She had a money fetish. Like you could just jump right to it because I know you were talking like party, party, party. You're having a conversation with her. You can just get to it faster if you want to cut shit out. I was trying to make it look like she's a prostitute. Yeah. I yes. Yeah, I would like d- personally, 
this is <laughs> how I would approach it if you want to cut stuff out, yeah. is like make people think that you're actually picking up a date and she ends up being a prostitute and you're saying that she has a money fetish. And then, you know, it tells people, oh, you picked up a prostitute, not an actual date. But it was so fucking, yeah, it was just so hilarious that you just need to say that you're a Kind of. Yes, there we go. <laughs> um, instead of going, if you had a little long at the beginning jokes where you call your dad Dave, just simplify it. So I live with my parents, mom, and Dave. Yeah, it's a little shorter. Cool, thank you. Ever to think about the Dave thing? Because it's like, uh, I call him Dave, the big dick Dave sexy or something like that, but I, I like the direction that Hunter said of making it so that he's the one that says, hey, don't call me dad or Dave. Call me Big Dick Dave. I think that's way funnier. So, yep. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, I got one. More, we have more. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Jack, Jack. Uh, I can go as well. Um, but I, I just wanted to say the rhythm of Dave or Big Dick Dave is just really good. Um, the other thing is just like a mild word choice that I noticed of saying, um, most like my uh, my mother's brother-in-law, but you don't say uh, his uh, the brother-in-law's penis. You that just say uh, yeah. It, it, but it makes it sound like your dick looks like the brother-in-law. Yeah, that's a that's an English thing. That's so a it's a, it, grammatically incorrect. It, yeah, it, it right. is grammatically incorrect. But like you seem a little bit of an absurdist, and if you wanted to take it in some weird direction, ah. you totally. Okay. Could. <laughs> 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 that is And I was going to say something similar about the, the whole, like, the go, going to your uncles. Instead of you going to your uncles, have your uncles come to you. And then it was more confusing when your sister or your mother's brother-in-law, and you're like, oh. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, the, the weird child molest. People will always child laugh at child molestation. Yeah. So that's where I was. I would turn it the other way. That's <laughs> how I got my start in comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hands together, everyone, for Sam Carroll. around this thing. Um, hi, my name is Sasha Boggs, or Sausage Balls, if you were Vinnie Nicholson in the third grade. Uh, excuse my candor or lack of, I'm on a lot of DayQuil right now, I think that's how you fight Corona, so I'm a little loopy. Um, let's get right into it. I have a few
Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Make some motherfucking noise right now. <laughs> Woo! Welcome to this part of the show. Uh, my name is Mike, Mike Evans, and this is a show called 23 and Meh. Um, I forget what the, what the reference is, uh, Pam. 23 and Me is the dating website? 23 and Me is the thing where you swab your face and find out what race you are. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Well, I picked a really great show to wear the I'm So White button on right now. I, uh, I doubt that I am actually white just because cops like to stop me all the time. People walk across the street when they see me. I don't know. I don't know why. I haven't showered in a couple months. That might be why. But I think it is a racial thing. Um, <laughs> so tonight in the show, we have a really dope lineup. We have... Uh, fucking Jaron George. We have Molly Shero and Ben Warren. It's gonna be really dope. But for now, you're gonna listen to my face talk for a second. Um, so I work in a middle school, which is kind of fun because everybody at a middle school is just as problematic as we all wish we could still be. Um, middle school kids and old ass people in retirement homes all talk with absolutely no filter. And um, they're just mean, mean as shit. Um, I have little friends, though. I have a friend named Sarah who uh, I thought was a really cool person until she told me this really mean prank she pulled on a child named, uh, thing with a fake name, named Dan. So basically, in middle school, having a crush on a person is like the biggest fucking thing in your life. And uh, basically, Sarah knew that Dan liked her. Sarah told Dan, she was like, hey, Dan, do you like me? And Dan was like, yeah. And Sarah was like, hey, do you want to go out with me? Do you want to be boyfriend and girlfriend? And Dan was like, yeah, hell yeah. And Sarah was like, psych, you are an ugly bitch. I would never date you. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, it's funny, but it's so horrible for Dan because I had to see him cry and shit. And um, yeah, and that's the first time I punched a little kid in the face. I punched Sarah right in the face. Um, if you're wondering why I do stand-up comedies, because I got fired as a teacher at a middle school. Um, <laughs> for punching a kid in the face. Apparently you can't do that anymore. Not like the old days, right? That's what all old people say. Like, oh, back in my day, you know, I used to get punched by my slave master. I'm like, Mom, you're not, you're not that old. You're not that old at all. 23 and me. I don't know. <laughs> trying to think where my lineage might go back to very curious Thomas Jefferson is always like a maybe because you know he had sex with slaves and shit um, I feel like it'd be really cool to find out if I was Asian American be really happy what's up man how you doing it's cracking good here's the 23 Me show it's a very diverse audience of white people <laughs> and uh, one black guy two of us both wearing green jackets. We knew <laughs> we knew we had to color coordinate with the jean jackets and black vans. That's how we stand in solidarity. We're running away from angry mobs. Uh, the first time I figured out that I was black was uh, I was jacking off. And um, I always thought jacking off was like a weird like rolling dice motion. But for me, it was like I was unclogging a toilet. It was. It's a giant, it's a giant penis joke. <laughs> I 
more Johnny's penis jokes. Um, first time I got an erection, I passed out because it was just so long. It was just protruded. Just it was about about this. You know, I was just knocking people over and shit. And it was it's just really terrible for. It was a really bad Thanksgiving because that's the first time I had it. And all my family was like, "What's going on? Why are you flipping the table over?" Because <laughs> I'm black, Dad. You don't understand. <laughs> Yeah. I'm at that age now. Uh, oh, shit, Spencer. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, I'm just telling jokes. Talking about my dad. Feel free to walk in. Well, not free. Just feel feel to walk in. Yep. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> should come in, man. Should come in. Take a seat. It's all nice. It's $10. Tackle him. Tackle him now. No, just kidding. <laughs> That is the bouncer with the nice thriller jacket on. It's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> but anyway, my dad, um, he's uh, I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, knock, knock. <laughs> Not my father. Um, <laughs> nah, he's a cool guy. He's, he's all right. Um, first time I caught him watching porn was, uh, was in seventh grade. Uh, he tried to play it off, though. I was like, hey, Dad, you know, what are you looking at at 3 in the morning? There was just women in bikinis just all lined up on this website he was looking at. And he was like, oh, Mike, you know, it's just, see the way these girls are dressed? I, I, I just would never want anyone to dress like that. I'm like, that's really what you're fucking thinking right now? <laughs> at 2 in the morning, you're just judging, reassessing your morals and shit? Yeah. Like father, like son. Like father, like son. I do watch a lot of porn. I watch a lot. Uh, it's weird to say I watch a lot of incest porn because <laughs> because they're actors. You know, what I mean, they're, they're actors. Like you know, they're not actually related to each other, right? I mean, that's that's the fun in it. I just per, you know put it on mute because I hate you know when porn stars are fucking and then they they get way too under the character, right? You know what I'm saying? They keep saying shit like, "Oh, we're gonna be grounded for this." I'm like, "No, stop, stop saying that. It's not true." Don't want to come at that weird part. <laughs> really don't. I gotta fix the Wi-Fi in my house. I keep coming when it's on like pause, and it's like it's still you know uh, busting a nut is busting a nut, but you you always want to like gear it towards something, <laughs> right? <laughs> How much time do I have left as a host before I just keep <laughs> grilling myself? Oh, start. Um, porn again, porn, porn, porn. <laughs> oh, porn. I feel like I spend too much time looking for the video than like when I actually like watching the video. I don't know if that's a problem anybody else has. No? No, yeah. I, I feel you. You, you want to treat yourself. Exactly. But, it, but you, when you've watched damn near every video, it's kind of like, fuck. Like, you're just searching for a very long time. Like, I get to the point where I'm like, I'm like tab 23 on the Google search thing, which... At that point, it's like unrelated. There's like other shit. <laughs> it's like, guess what? Is he's on sorry war yesterday? It's like, ah, oh, I guess I'll check off to this. <laughs> Tab 23. <laughs> it's weird. When I looked up my own name <laughs> on, uh, on Pornhub, I was just curious. <laughs> Never know. Could have been somebody in my closet with a camera and shit. 
Luckily, I didn't pop up. Other people have the name Mike Evans. It's a very common name. The, the football player actually did pop up. They, like, photoshopped his head on another person fucking somebody else. And I was like, that's how famous I want to be. <laughs> that even if I don't make a sex tape, people are like, I want to see his face fuck this grandmother. You know what I mean? Just letting it all out. I'm going to end with this. I don't know where I started, but uh, I don't know. I feel like fucking old women would be really a lot of fun. Like, like old, old, like just like, why are you on the bus old? Like who let you out the house old? <laughs> you know, because I, I just feel like the, their throats are like elastic. Like you don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just saying you, you don't know where like the vagina begins and the neck ends. Just, it's, it's all folds that are all equally as wet. <laughs> just all the way down and that's where I want to be I'm tired of these awful blowjobs where I can feel throat I just <laughs> want to feel play-doh I want to feel mush I want to feel warm oatmeal <laughs> I'm sorry I never met you before making complete eye contact this is great <laughs> this is really great um shit 23 and me 23 and me old people porn throat um I don't think I should have pets. Never had a pet before. Never had a dog, which really pains me a lot. I, I'm the type of person to see other people's dogs and freak out. Be like, oh, hey, can I touch your dog? And then it's not even a joke. It's just how I feel about dogs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> we have about 45 seconds until your first comedian comes to the stage. Everybody, I would like you to take a big, deep breath and go... And then breathe out. One more time. And breathe out. And that's enough time to kill that 45 seconds. So your first comedian coming to the stage is a person I think I've met before, but I'm not completely sure. Hopefully they're funny. Everybody give it up for Jaron George. Oh, shit. Motherfucker, yeah. Black to black. <laughs> what are the odds? What were the odds? With that name, you didn't even know, right? Yeah, you didn't even know. Yeah, you don't even know. Mm -mm. Yeah, man. We we had so much in common. Well, first, uh, these are green. They're olive green. They had the black shit. No, no, this is cool. It's cool. The lighting. I understand. Um, and uh, the dad, um, the dad joke. I was just like, "Oh man, yeah, both." Of them. And then you start talking about your dad, like you see them around. I was like, "Oh damn it, we don't have everything." Could have shared some. Yeah, you're like the second. There's another black comic in Portland, and he has like positive dad jokes. And I was like, "We could have shared something too." And I came down here. And oh man, <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Oh man, I'm having flashbacks here. I miss being in uh, San Francisco. I wasn't I wasn't 23, but um, you know I was I was young and I felt you know I needed to be here because you know the weed. I I mentioned this the whole festival. Yes, I um, love the weed here and uh, the East Coast. Like we had to smoke it in the basement. You know, like like no daylight. Uh, but like the West Coast, I remember smoking in the Golden Gate Park. I mean, the cops were like smiling at you, just walking by. It was great. But like in the East Coast, because uh, I'm from New York, 
um, when my friend has weed, we had to go in a secret place. And I'm talking about his grandmother's place in New Jersey. <laughs> Newark, New Jersey. That's the only place <laughs> we could have smoked weed because he felt like it was safe. So he gathers around in the living room and goes, hey, guys, gather around, gather around. We got some marijuana, okay? All right. No, we can't smoke here. My, my grandmother's sleeping upstairs. And we had to go to the bathroom. All five of us had to squeeze into the bathroom. Yeah, right, yeah, you know, this is, yeah, it reminds me back in college days, we're like, yeah, we go in the bathroom, and then he's like, all right, it's safe, and then he takes out a list, a list of jobs for us to do, he has like a checklist of things for us to do, so he's just like, all right, Chris, and um, so, so we don't get caught, so he's telling um, my friend, like, hey, Chris, turn on the hot and cold water in the bathtub and in the sink, okay, make sure it's running, okay, Dennis, lock the windows, okay, make sure it's closed, I don't know why we had to lock the windows, but in the first place. I really don't know why, but he was just like, um, oh, and hey, and, and Derek, I need you to put a towel under the door, okay? But before we put a towel under the door, Jaron, I need you to go outside in the living room, go down the hallway, make a left, go upstairs. The first door on the right, check on my grandmother, make sure she's okay. <laughs> make sure there's water by her bedside. Um, if she's shivering, put like a second layer and report back to us, please. You guys, I live in Portland now. I smoked with the male, um, the male guy uh, a couple days ago. It was great. I, this is what I live for. I, I don't want to go back. Don't say. I'm, I'm going back in April, and I, I, I just want to make sure weed is um, accessible. A bar got closed down because they smelled weed <laughs> in upstate New York. They were like, I, we smell. Cl- Shut down the music. Stop. DJ, stop. Everyone. Where's the weed smell? Um, who's, who's smoking the weed? And everyone's just like, no one was saying anything. Like, we're not putting on the music. We're gonna stop the flow of our, um, our flow of our profits. So find out who's smoking weed. Who? Just weed, man. I close down. The, man, I'm just ranting about. Oh, I ordered a burrito. I forgot. I gotta get my burrito. <laughs> Fuck. I, I, you did not hear me say it. I, you were out there. I was just like, tell him it was the black, the black guy with the cheetah collar. He ordered a burrito. Just tell him. Just confirm it's me. Like, who would say that? You know, just say, tell him. Okay. Damn. It was my second burrito coming back here. That's what I want to talk about. Hey, this is a nice crowd, you know. Um, maybe because I'm a little bit high, but like, uh, when I see a good crowd, I always like pretend I want to pull off a heist. You know, like um, you know, like Ocean's Eleven. I just want to pick like the people. If I if I was to make like a almost identical movie, I would. Let's see, let me see. Yeah, Ben, uh, I want you to be like the getaway driver. All right, like you're the tough guy, getaway driver. You were in the Marines and everything. Yeah, man, right on. Okay, you're my hacker. All right, it's the hat. Yeah, you're just like low key. Found you in a coffee shop. You were like hacking casinos. I was like, "Well, you want to pull the big crimes, okay? I'm going for the government, you know." Hell yeah, baby! Yo, clap for this miracle just now, man! Fuck yeah! Oh damn! This is San Francisco burrito. Shit. Okay. Damn, they have to put a plate to support it. Shit. All right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you get a part, all right, man. Like, um, you're like the um. Oh, I already said hacker. Damn. Oh damn, this is hard pick, right? No, no, no. I'm gonna keep you as the hacker. Okay, all right. 
since the um yeah you're the stylist guy you got the, the you got the jacket you know how to dress make sure like we're hitting the clubs undercover you know what us first to wear like i would get it yeah yeah you got that part all right i, I can't be like all the jobs but you would be the only black dude in my my yeah you know this we need to relate you know i gotta have yeah it's a true story. I had like a lot of my black friends asked to be in my crew, and I was uh, I I swear I I, was, I told them I was like, hey, I can't have too many, <laughs> you know, like because like if it goes well, listen, if it goes well, I want to go straight to movie theaters, not straight to BET, you know. I just say, <laughs> I can say it, okay. It's the truth. Um, oh yeah, um, oh yeah, you said you used to work with kids. Um, I've been called uh, Mr. G at this elementary school, and um. I didn't, um, yeah, I, ooh, I wanted to, but I, I couldn't work with middle school kids because they would just pick me up, like, uh, excuse me, and just move me out of the way. Like, detention, oh, okay, no detention, yeah. But um, kids are nosy uh, because uh, I remember tying this uh, first grade, uh, t uh, his uh, shoes, his name was Ethan. I never met an adult named Ethan, by the way. <laughs> right, anyone? I never, okay. So I was tying his shoes, right? And then, like after I tied his shoes, he was like, oh, man, thank you, Mr. G. And I was like, you're welcome, buddy. And he was like, oh, Mr. G, Mr. G. I saw you. Like, just deadpan. Like, there's no, like, anything. And I was like, um, yeah, buddy, I'm here. You saw me, right? I'm here. Mr. G's in the house, in the school. And he was like, no, no, I saw you at Safeway the other day. And I was thinking, I don't go to the Safeway by the school. I go to the one in my neighborhood, you know, like all the way across town. That's, that's Mr. G Sunday afternoon, you know? And I was like, I was like, oh, okay, buddy, that, that, that's cool. And I played off. When you, sometimes I would see a kid and they, um, like, um, hopefully it's not like where I don't want them to see me, but like, they would go like, oh, hi, Mr. G. And I'm like, oh, hey, buddy. And I don't know their names. And I had to look at the parent. I'm just like, I work for the school. Okay, here's my ID, okay? Because they're gonna walk away with the kid and just like, oh, who's that black man you were talking to? Who was he, you know? Um, so this kid was just getting really detailed. Uh, and b I just wanted to like go and play. I was like, go go play, Ethan, that's great. Yeah, I was at Safeway. Mr. G needs his groceries, you know? And then he was just like, oh, you were in the frozen food section. That was aisle eight. You, were had a, you only had a shopping cart. You looked like you were by yourself. The only thing in your sho shopping cart was a frozen pizza. And I was like, okay, buddy, that's enough, all right? And then he was like, Mr. G, Mr. G, one more thing. Um, do you always cry in the parking lot before you drive away? And I was like, oh, okay, buddy. <laughs> you don't know my problems, Ethan. Move along, you know? <laughs> Move along. Um, uh, little secret, um, I got high on 9-11. On, on and it... Oh, sorry, not that 9-11, the past 9-11. We're on the same page, right? Okay. <laughs> you ever got high and you, um, and you go to the grocery store and, like, it's not a good idea. I, you know, usually I have food ready for me at home, but, like, uh, I was really hungry and I wanted some taquitos. So I go and um, I was really, there's two brands. There's one with good quality taquitos. There's one with a lot of taquitos. So I took both and uh, went to the cashier. Thank you. Life choices, and um, went to the cashier, and he rung up my stuff, and I was, um, I was, um, I was just like not really uh, looking at him, and then he was just like, "All right, your change came out to be 9/11," <laughs> and then right there, I stopped. My heart stopped. And I look at the American flag right above his head, and I thought about the love I had for this country. <laughs> and I walked away with my bags, and then um, he was like, "Sir, sir." 
don't forget. And before he said you changed, I was like, I will never forget. <laughs> okay? I'm an American. <laughs> How dare you? Where's your manager? I want to talk to your manager. Um, in, uh, in Portland, uh, we take uh, diversity workshops um, sometimes for training. Uh, yeah, that's true. There's a thing. Yeah, there's a whole center, Center um, Equity in, uh, in Portland, downtown. And uh, I had to do a diversity training for my job. And uh, just picture this. Uh, all the facilitators at that place, they were all white. <laughs> it's a diversity training. This is how white it was, too. Like, um, they thought it was a good idea. Every time we'd have a break time, they would play Kendrick Lamar uh, <laughs> every time, every three songs. I wish we could play it because you just see this, like, uptightness of just people settling down papers and pens while you just hear the lyrics of Kendrick Lamar and just, just popping off the N-word every single time. It was great. But um, my favorite thing was uh, my coworker, uh, David, was, like, um, he was uh, really getting really emotional because he started realizing about like white privilege and he lost it. He was like, you guys, I don't want this white privilege, you know? And he had like tears coming down his eyes. And uh, everyone like uh, was just like, oh, David, I know, I know. And then like everyone was like, like com comforting. I was like, he doesn't want it? You know, I'm just like, I'm puzzled, why? And he's like just bawling all on the table and everything. And like after the, the workshop, um, I was just still puzzled. I was like, man, he does not want it. And I look at the puddle of tears that was on the table that where he was crying. I was like, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't want it. So I dip my hand in it and um, I'm just saying, oh, oh, this is good. You want to hear this? Um, no, give her a hug, yeah. Um, I wiped it on my chest, uh, his tears. Um, thought um, that was a good idea because I went to the bank, you guys. Hey, I went to the bank. I didn't get that loan. Um, trying to get my mom that condo. I took a chance. You only live once. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know what else I want to talk about. Yeah, I talked about a lot of stuff. Oh, uh, one thing that's disappointing in Portland is um, uh, it's, it's really scary as a black man, like, walking down the street. But... Um, it seems like Portland really evolved from the Black Lives Matter signs uh, because I was walking down the street and like this, uh, this old white lady, like she looked at me and I was like, oh man, man, she's gonna cross the street. It's gonna happen, you know? And I, and I just kept walking, but then she just like start walking at me like with a purpose, right? And I thought she was gonna pass me, but she stopped right in front of me, right? She smiles, bends down and tied my shoes, huh? Yeah, right? She tied my shoes well over 65. Her name is Florence. She said she liked my shoes, and um, she, I was like, thank you. And then she was like, be careful in these streets. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right. She told me to stay strapped. Um, <laughs> I got long shoelaces. I got triple knot them, you know? I got triple knot them. Yeah. I'm going to have that burrito. I'm Jaren George. Have a night. Bye. Give it up one more time for Jaren George. That was great. more playing in the background right now. All right. We're going to move right along. Uh, your next comedian coming to the stage. It's a really funny person. 
Uh, everyone give it up for Molly Shero. Yeah, this is my third time on this stage this week, um, and there's been the same amount of people in every room. This is great. <laughs> Sold out. Everyone's in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I like to think that. Um, <laughs> everyone's just hanging out getting burritos. Uh, I smoked too much weed before I came up. This is going to be great. Um that's <laughs> new in my life. Uh, I don't drink anymore. I had a drinking problem. Um, so now I don't do that. I just have regular problems. Um, it's weird since I quit drinking. Uh, I remember sex now. I don't know if you guys ever do that. Um, it's <laughs> new thing for me. Um, I used to wake up the next morning like, maybe did something, maybe didn't. And now I'm like, you did something. I remember it. <laughs> don't do it again. Um, I like that even in my joke, I wait a whole like eight hours later to stick up for myself. Um, <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Uh, what else? Um, just I, w I knew I had a drinking problem because at one point I had two homemade Jack Daniels lamps in my apartment. Somebody's like, she likes Jack and she likes light. Let's put them together. <laughs> and now I just sit in the dark a lot and crush the coils on my forehead. Um, it's a sad life. Um, no, it's great. I have a cat. I have a cat now. I don't it's a, it's one of those lives. I found the cat. She came right up to me, sat on my lap, and she has not ever since then come near me. Um, I think <laughs> it's like you're my new thing, and she's like, I don't like you. I just used you for a home. Um, <laughs> the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. Um, she's cool. Um, it was weird because I was worried about moving. I moved in with this other girl as a cat, so I was worried about our cats getting along, so I'd have a cat date. Um, so I took my cat and put her in a carrier and drove her to another apartment. In that moment, I realized that's the whitest thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> I'm like, they're cats, they're zoos, animals get along, they'll be fine. Um, I just have two cats living my body when I die, so that's cool. Um, my cat and her cat is appropriately named Chewy. <laughs> Go for the eyes, Chewy. That's what I always say to him every morning. Um, <laughs> I know I had to move out of my last apartment because um, I lived with a guy named Pasta. Um, I don't know if you guys, I don't even need to explain what he looks like. Just imagine a fat guy named Pasta and you pictured him. Um, I was like, do you have a real name? And he's like, yeah, it's just Pasta. And this male came in as Pasta. I was like, all right, this is scary. Um, I'm a survivor. I'm still here. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it was weird. I, I got mad at him one time because he was watching porn, and I was like, dude, you're driving. Like, this is not <laughs> funny to me. Uh, this is terrifying. And then he started FaceTiming while he was driving, which is like the traducan of texting and driving, if you guys didn't know. Um, and the other guy he was FaceTiming with was also driving. <laughs> like, there was some sort of 90s walkie-talkie fantasies they were living out. Like, I can see you while you see me. We're on the 101 together. Um... I'm a survivor, though. Um, it's a bad. I woke up one morning to him just throwing away his underwear, and I was like, "Cool, you shit the bed." Like that's. <laughs> now I know why you have brown sheets. All this makes more sense to me. Um, he did. It was weird. Okay. Um, enough about pasta. Let's talk about my life. Um, I'm alone. Um, <laughs> surprise. Um, I asked out a coworker. Um, if you guys are thinking about asking out a coworker, don't fucking do it. Um. He said no, uh, and then I didn't time it right. Uh, we had to work together for about an hour and a half afterwards. <laughs> I was like, you can go, Tom. <laughs> I got this restaurant. Um, <laughs> it's got the whole thing, all of it. 
Uh, that was weird. He said, no, I don't go out. That's what he said. And he could have said anything. Like, no, we work together, Molly. That'd be fucking weird. Uh, he said, no, I don't go out. I'm like, um, Tom, this isn't your house. And I saw you at Disneyland last week. You're a fucking liar. Um, it's <laughs> jokes. It's fine. It's a happy ending, you know? <laughs> it's a good ending. I'm alone and Tom's still alone. It's great. Um, <laughs> about two people not getting together. I just like when someone says flat out no to you, because that just means like, no, you, I know you enough. I don't need to know you anymore. And no, I never want to see you naked. Like, this is all of the no's. Um, it's fine. Tom still works there, and I said, why? Um, I uh, also work at another restaurant with a girl named Natalie. Um, she told me that my face looked too small for my body. Um, <laughs> she's like, no, nah, it's because you're just a giant lady and your face is tiny. I'm like, oh, I'm not proportionate. Cool, thanks, Natalie. Pumpkin ass bitch. Um, I don't even know why I do this joke. I just really hate Natalie. I just want to talk about it sometimes. <laughs> just work in a restaurant, you guys know. It's terrible. It's just like the most sexually charged people in one area that never want to fuck each other. I think it's very frustrating. Um, don't fuck Tom. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I had another coworker recently. He was just like this giant guy came into my work. He was like 6'10", and I was just I'm six foot, so I was like, I met my future husband. Bye, everyone. Um, but uh, my coworker ruined it by like saying like, oh, you don't have to, you can you get on your knees to suck his dick, like just grossing it out. And I was like, dude, I'm six foot. I don't get on my fucking knees to suck dick, okay? I lay in the bed, put my arms out, pretend I'm flying. Um, <laughs> and you ladies should try. It's much more entertaining for us. Um, <laughs> true story. Um, what else in life? Um, I, it's weird. It is weird being taller because people just have like this thing when I walk into a room, they always have to point it out to me like it's a fun game for me. Um, like I went to a Rite Aid and the guy in front of me was like, hey, how tall are you? I was like, oh, I'm six foot. He's like, nah, I'm six foot. I'm like, it's cool, man. We can both be six foot. <laughs> I just started shouting like she thinks she's taller than that. And the one guy's like, yeah, I think she's a lot taller. And I was just like, I'm just trying to forget that I'm in a Rite Aid, you know, <laughs> just it's turning into the worst carnival game. You want to punch me in the face and guess my weight after this? I don't know. Uh, so I go to CVS's now. It's a story about a redemption. Um, 23 and meh. Um, I don't drink anymore. I guess most of my drinking stories for when I was 23. I can. Uh, I used to work at this deli, um, and this guy came up to me one time and asked me for a sandwich. And uh, you always have that moment where you try to f remember that person, like how you know them. And I realized I knew him because uh, he was a cop. And I used to work as a lifeguard, and we used to break into the pool at night. Um, and one night I decided to get really drunk and climb the fence and jump into the pool. Uh, and when I was walking up, there was just like a group of people and I was just like, oh, you guys are partying. Sorry. And then I realized they were cops. and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then I realized the cops were partying and I was like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> They're like, no, you can stay. And I was like, no, it's cool. We'll just leave. So then they left, which is weird. Um, so it's just me and my drunk friend and we climbed to the top of the wall. It's like an eight foot wall, jumped in the pool, naked swimming. And then an on duty cop came in. And I was just like, I was like, oh, I get it, man. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm sorry. And I walked out, and I could just see his, like, flashlight following me because I was naked. And, um, but I realized, and then he just kind of was like, hey, man, you, you work here, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's cool. You can keep swimming. And then just left. Uh, I couldn't figure out why he knew I was, I was work I worked there. But then I realized I had a terrible one-piece uh, tan line. <laughs> and just like I had vitiligo on half my body. Um <laughs> But then I realized later on when I'm like at work that it's the drunk cop, or I was the drunk and he was the cop and I had to make him a sandwich. 
was just not a, it was one of those moments where you're like, I should probably not be drunk all the time. <laughs> I should probably sell my Jack Daniels lamps. Um, <laughs> I don't even have them anymore. Now it's a sad story. I'll do one happy one that other people do this. Um, let's do a happy one. <laughs> I feel like I'm always so sad on stage. Um, I'll end on this one. I, I get weird. Uh, my name is Molly. I get weird out when uh, a group of men are telling me they're going to do Molly tonight, and I'm the only <laughs> Molly in the room. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, is this going to be a gangbang or drugs? Which one is it? It's never gangbang. Um, I found that out. Uh, <laughs> but it's weird because I like having the name, uh, like a drug name. Like I didn't think of my parents having a drug problem because my sister's real name is Mary Jane. That's her real fucking name. And my brother's name is Crack. So <laughs> my parents have a real bad problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll end on that. You guys have a great night. Enjoy the rest of the show, Molly Sherrill. Molly Sherrill, everybody, clap it up. That was hella funny. I um, worst breakup I ever got in in my life. I'm gonna tell you this quick story. Um, this girl Natalie, she broke up with me on the night of this party. She got super fucking drunk, right? Super shit face. Ran outside of this party after throwing up all over the living room. Runs outside, takes a shit in the middle of the street. Mid shit, gets hit by a car. Yeah. She's okay, like she's fine, but afterwards she was like, Mike, we're breaking up. <laughs> and I was like, what What made, What made? part of that night made you think about breaking up with me right then? Because like that was more embarrassing than what happened to her, in my opinion. It's just like, I am now less than that moment, you know? <laughs> but anyway, your next uh, comedian coming to stage. Thought I'd share that with you guys. Uh, it's a very funny comedian. We have the same taste in shoes and um, I think soup. Everybody give it up for Ben Warren. Yeah, I do love soup. Like a good gazpacho. A cold, yeah, is that okay? Cold soup? No, all right. Uh, my wife makes me put ice cubes in our kids' soup. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, she's worried they're going to get burned because I don't pay attention to them when they're eating. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm a stay-at-home dad. All right, not that into that. Cool. Let's, uh, let's talk about fisting for a second. I run a show at a sex club uh, in Portland. Thank you. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's a, a BDSM club for people in the swinger lifestyle. Yeah, which is awesome. I, I see, like, bucket list shit while I'm doing comedy, you guys. Like, you guys were talking about Pornhub. My show is like Pornhub. Like, just just going on in the back, you know. Somebody's getting fisted. Somebody's getting shocked in the taint. I don't even know. <laughs> so the better we do the more wild the sexual acts are afterwards. I wasn't even going to talk about this. I don't know why I did. I was <laughs> I was working the door at the swinger show and uh this this woman came up to me and she said, uh, "Hey, I just bought, you know, a ticket to the show. Got to know is there re-entry?" <laughs> and I was like, "Ma'am, it's practically required here." <laughs> 
All right. Uh, I guess I'll tell you guys a little story about a pivotal point in my life, you know, uh, when I was about 23. Uh, I used to live in a shack. Anybody here live in a shack? Yeah, some people have lived in a shack. Awesome. I love how enthusiastic people who don't live in a shack anymore are about the time they lived in a shack. Uh, it, you might be like living in a shack if your rent is $60 a month, but you split it four ways. <laughs> you know, like our, our uh, oh, man, our utility bill doubled our rent. Like, and that was just a fridge and a hot water heater during the months where we had water flowing into the house. Like, uh, it, our wood stove was meant for like a, a 3,000 or 5,000 square foot warehouse. That's a warehouse. I don't know my square footage. Very, I'm a comedian, not a builder, uh, but uh, a very big shop. And so you could not be in our house in the wintertime and be wearing clothes. Or you had to be wearing a lot of clothes. It was on or off, you know. So we're like, we're sitting around in our underwear. We're studying up in the shack. My buddy Matt comes back inside. He goes, guys, I don't want to alarm you. I went out into our driveway. This shack was on a 500-acre horse farm. So, like, we didn't get visitors. He goes, there is a strange van parked in our driveway. He goes, I went to see who was inside, and they ducked. And I knocked on the window, and a hand came up and locked the door. And we reacted, y'all. Because, again, it's never a good thing. It's like your landlord coming up to tell you he's going to leave five hound dogs staked out in your yard for the next six months or the cops coming to find your ganja crop that you've got going on in the back you know it's like it's never good so we we sprang into action like put on shoes grabbed shotguns ran out onto the porch without any other clothes on and there we were the three of us standing there on the porch and i yelled identify yourselves and my buddy matt let off a big blast from his shotgun and without even coming into view the driver of that van peeled out of our driveway and left just all down like this gravel flying anybody would have been pretty satisfied with that but uh we were drunk so we got in the truck and chased after him <laughs> My buddy Matt was driving, and uh, I was sitting shotgun with the shotgun, and uh, Matt was, er, and Adam was sitting bitch, you know, because he didn't have a shotgun. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to have a gun to be cool. I'm just saying, like, if you, you know, you can't sit in a win windowed seat where you got to have a shotgun sticking out, you know, if you don't have. Anyway, we chased him over the hills. There were sparks flying off of that minivan. <laughs> It was the most exciting car chase I've ever been on in my life, uh, y'all. Maybe it was the booze. But we we cornered him in this driveway. And we we're like, okay, we got him now. We're going to figure this out. And then we're like, let's get out and get him. And then we're like, we don't have any clothes on. Maybe let's go home. We'll come back in the morning. We know where they live. So we went back home, rested up, came back the next day. No guns. But we went and knocked on the door. We said, hey, man, where's your van? What were you doing on our land last night? And the guy goes, I wasn't there, and I don't own a van. He said, but one pulled in my driveway last night, 
They refused to identify themselves, and I let off my shotgun, chased him out of here. Like you do in Black Mountain, North Carolina, apparently. I don't know. Uh, oh. A week later, I was walking down the street. And I'm really sorry, guys. This is like a long walk with not a lot of stuff. I promised you jokes, and I'm really letting you down here. But uh, we'll get back into it. I was walking down the street, and a van comes up in my direction. And I didn't even think anything of it, but all of a sudden, the driver disappeared from view. <laughs> and it drove right past me real slow. And then it came to the end of the dead-end street I was walking down. <laughs> and so I turned around, I walked down there, and I looked in the van, and there, crouched down, y'all, uh, was my future wife. That was too abrupt of a twist, wasn't it? I <laughs> was this lady, the best damn duck-down driver I had ever seen. <laughs> and we started dating, man. We got married. And uh, now I don't live in a shack anymore. That's all I'm saying. She, she yeah, she pays for me to do comedy. Like, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's just uh, like if you are going to be a dirtbag, just go hard in the paint, okay? And eventually maybe your girlfriend will do something and get you out of the shack. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you can do it. Um, mm. I worked in the ER for a long time. Uh, and being a stoner in the ER is good. It kind of like, uh, it, it brings a different perspective to things, you know? Like if you just have a bunch of sober people sitting around trying to figure out how to save a life, maybe a stoner might just interject and be like, well, hey, what if we just tried this? It's unorthodox, and it sounds dumb, and I know I just make minimum wage here, but trust me, <laughs> we can save a life. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, one time I actually saw a doctor uh, shock a conscious guy while I was high. <laughs> People are like, holy shit, man, how did you, how did you know that happened? And I didn't at the time. The guy fooled us all, to be honest. He was... He must have been laying just extra still and looking kind of dead. Uh, but basically, the doc was like, okay, I'm charging. Everybody clear. Get your hands off this dude, okay? He didn't say dude. That was just me over here being high. But it <laughs> And then he goes, clear. And the guy puts his hand up, and he goes, don't shock me again. Which means he remembered when we shocked him the first time. And that doctor killed that guy. <laughs> and I saved him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, that was your alarm. Good. I was like, oh, man. Is that my alarm? <laughs> I feel like I have uh, one of those, like, uh, if that guy can do it, I can do it body types. <laughs> no. All right. A little bit. A little bit. Maybe. I'm working on it. I won 48 pounds last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I win. I'm trying to lose them, though, now. I'm not worried. Averaging heuristic here. That's good. Uh, mm, you know, one thing you got to be careful about in the ER is when somebody, uh, somebody sa you know, like, there are always people training in the emergency room. How are you supposed to know as just a regular old person? Like, when I first learned how to sew people's faces up. You know, and people be like, you good at this? You, 
you gonna you gonna get me fixed up? And I'd be like, oh yeah, you wouldn't believe how many times I've done this before. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> People are like, whoa, that's weird. Yeah, that's how we get good is practicing. I was in the ER one time uh, with my wife. We were I was in her her little like work lounge, and uh, I said, whoa, babe. I opened up the freezer. I was like, there is a lot of beef tongue in the freezer. This is not a taco stand. What's up with that? And she goes, uh, well, we use the beef tongue to practice repairing torn vaginal tissue. Like in a birth, you know? Because you don't want us practicing on actual torn vagina. And I stopped her and I was just like, are you saying that beef tongue feels like a vagina? And uh, she apologized to her coworkers and stormed out. And I grabbed a beef tongue and slipped it into the baby carrier. <coughs> carrier. <laughs> but I had to bring it back a little bit later to have it repaired. Ooh. Beef tongue. That's crazy. It's weird being being married to a doctor, man. My wife. Uh, she says I don't dress nice enough for it. And that she. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. She wants me to be a trophy husband, and I am. <laughs> I'm just. This doesn't just happen overnight, okay? That's all I'm saying. Like you gotta, you gotta do it. That's good. That's really good stuff. Um, we've been together for 15 years, y'all. Thank you. Yeah, in a monotonous relationship. <laughs> the other day I shaved. Uh, the other day, it's been a little while now, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> I shaved, and when I came out of the bathroom, she took one look at me and she goes, Well, I'm glad we fucked this morning. <laughs> that's, hur that's hurtful. I, I really, I, I actually don't mind it. I know that I'm better with a beard, uh, so I, I don't shave anymore. That's why it looks so good. <laughs> Pam was like, Dude, you, you maybe need to, do we need to talk? You wanna Pam looks like she wants to hug me right now back there. <laughs> no, I am in a good we're in a good place. We're in a good place. Um she said we could start looking for sister wives. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, babe, sister wives. That sounds so good. Let's do some sister wives. How about can we have three more sister wives? She goes, Three? She goes, How many women are you gonna disappoint in your life? It's like, ooh, babe, easy. She says, seriously, what about what do you need with three women? I said, we need somebody to stay home and watch the kids, a designated driver, and a drinking buddy. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm going to get a, a secret vasectomy. We'll keep trying for Jesus, but, you know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Uh, and she stopped me, though. She was like, hey, listen, uh, fuck whoever you want. But uh, if you have fun with a with another woman, I'll kill you. Oh, I know she's fiery. That's what I like about her. I do love it. I love it a lot. Um, let's see here. We've been doing a little bit of role playing lately. Uh, do a little role playing. Yeah, thanks. I know maybe this is a very vanilla crowd. Apparently, okay. <laughs> doing doing some role playing. We uh. To kind of spice it up. We decided to start doing a, a doctor scenario, right? So I went into the bedroom and I waited. 
about 10 minutes later, she poked her head in. She's like, uh, the doctor's running a little bit behind today. <laughs> She'll be right in. You guys have been a really amazing and patient audience. Thanks for your time. Good morning, everybody. And that, and that is the show. Thank you all for coming to 23 in May. Uh, my name is Mike. And uh, yeah, have, have a good night. I have to pee really bad. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Asiento. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind. to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com and experience Subliminal SF. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside.
That's right, Van Halen, not Van Hagar, because this is Millennials versus Gen X, and we are Gen Xing the fuck out of this thing. Are there any Millennials here? That's amazing. This place is filled with Millennials because we're not giving away any participation trophies at this event. Surprised you guys showed up anyway. All right. So, hey, uh, before I get too started with things, speaking of millennials versus Gen X, Luke Perry died. Yeah, Luke Perry died. For, I think he did too much 9021 blow. Yeah, boy. Speaking of blow, guys, we're about to go to war with uh, uh, Venezuela. So we're starting to amass troops in Colombia. Uh, so cocaine's going to get really expensive soon. So you might want to stock up or uh, buy, you know, I don't know, stock up. That's the word of the wise. Anyway, we're here as far as I'm concerned as, as let me Gen explain this event here tonight to all you p- people out there. As far as I'm concerned, this is a roast of fucking millennials. We're just going to. We're just going to dump all over you for like a whole hour. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I mean, why? It, see, it's fun already, right? Just thinking about it is just the anticipation. It's precious. It's great. I love crapping on you guys. The future for you guys? Ha! Good luck. I mean, you guys are, you, we can't depend on you guys for shit, right? It's just so obvious. I mean, you're all deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread, for starters. I mean, when Armageddon comes, I'm just going to make a couple sandwiches and fight off all your hordes. 
and survive to rebuild society in my image. Wait, for what? Yeah, I don't have to wait too much longer. I mean, now that they've discontinued antibacterial soap, you guys are due for a die-off once you touch dirt for the first time. <laughs> the shock to your system will be too much for you guys. I mean, how could you be allergic to bread? Bread is the thing that is like most closely associated with like civilization, right? <laughs> I mean, before bread, we were in huts. Then we had bread, and now we have civilization. I mean, we can't trust you guys with bread. How can we trust you with civilization? Straight line reasoning right there. Welcome to the collapse. I mean, you guys are so, I was recently, speaking of dirt, I was recently reminded that my generation and all the generations before me, we used to eat dirt as kids, right? It gave, it gave us grit, right? But you idiots are eating Tide Pods. What the, <laughs> completely the other way. And now you're just too weak. Speaking of weak, you guys got the Momo challenge too? Not just the Tide Pod challenge, the Momo challenge. You guys know what that is? You challenge each other to commit suicide and you do it like lemmings. You don't win the Momo challenge, you Darwin the Momo challenge. <laughs> you even got this thing, the condom challenge. You guys know about this one where you're snorting condoms? They had a condom challenge when I was growing up. The challenge was to wear a condom. <laughs> Just one thing after another, you got your stupid fucking diets, your stupid fucking paleo bullshit. Paleo, I'm so paleo. How come I'm not losing weight? I'm so paleo. Because you're not fucking paleo, that's why. You know what is paleo? Shivering, <laughs> shivering's paleo, it works your core, gets those hard to reach muscles. That's why they were so ripped back in the paleo days, they were shivering all the time. You've tried your stupid diets, your stupid kombucha. God damn, someone took turnt wine and skunk beer and mixed them together. That's what kombucha is. Now that I'm drinking it, I realize it's the slurry they use for fracking. <laughs> it's causing major climate change in my microbiomes, and I am producing methane. That's a science joke, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so I got off of that shit, and I started eating kimchi instead. Holy shit, now that I'm eating kimchi, I gotta say, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans? How do you make cabbage worse? I eat that stuff, it makes me Kim Jong ill. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing after all with you guys, you're just too soft with everything. You're too soft with weed too, man. 420, so played out. You can vape in the library now, guys. It's like smoking weed is not cool or hip or dangerous anymore. Nerds took over, 57 kinds of different oil. It's pathetic. Who here remembers 1987? <laughs> the year America ran out of weed. You see, back then there was weed or no weed. <laughs> 
Those were your options. Not like which club has the special on red Congolese and who's got the, it was how much sativa is in that, me, 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 me. We used to be homo sapiens looking each other in the eye as we passed the joint around, right? We used to save the roaches and hoard them till Sunday because they were special. <laughs> you guys don't do that shit. You just cartridge, 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 la, la, la. All a bunch of fucking homo sativas and homo indicas just sucking down on your individual wrapped vape pens. Devolving before my eyes, walking headlong into traffic with your Pokemon, go walk off a cliff, nav apps. Nav app completely necessary now because you've lost your ability to find your friends in a park. It's pathetic. You guys got it too easy with pussy too, man. I'll tell you that. When I was growing up, that shit was the nom down there, man. You were in the jungle looking out for Charlie and shit. You didn't know which way was north. The orgasm was still a myth. <laughs> the G-spot hadn't been invented yet. And the clitoris was like the Mayan city of gold swallowed up by the jungle. We didn't have the vagina monologues or Google Maps to help us out back then. We had to figure that shit out on our own. Now it's like fucking Iraq war down there, man. Nothing but scorched earth, right? <laughs> Nothing between you and Baghdad. No mystery. And it's pathetic. Are there any millennials on the, the bill tonight? You're all millennials? <laughs> so it's just me against all you guys. <laughs> and I'm winning. <laughs> so anyway, we didn't go over who was coming up first or second. But is, is there's sort of an order on the, uh, we're all uh, comfortable with the order on Facebook. Cool, which means Robert. Robert Pang is coming up first to defend his generation. Give it up for Robert Pang. Oh yeah, our generation's fucked. There's no, there's no defending it, right? There's literally no defending this shit, right? Like I, I, I was lost today because my phone died. Like I don't know what, how the fuck I even got here. Like what the fuck? Like I tried to look at a, a real map. I'm just like, what is all these squiggly lines? Like just show me where to go. Seriously, what the fuck, right? Like my, uh, like Asian millennial is even more fucked than like normal millennials, right? Like Asian millennials are just we've been through a lot. Like seriously, just look, just treat us better, okay? Because we've been through a lot. Seriously, like, like white people have so much options. Like white kids have so much options, right? If they can, fu if they fuck up school, they can like do trade school. They could like do music. They can maybe do stand-up comedy, right? Like we're Asian millennials. Like if we fuck up school, we're just fucked, right? It's either we go to engineering school or we die in the sweatshop somewhere. Like there's no, there's no middle ground, right? Like seriously, like Asian millennial, we like if we don't get a good job. That means we can't get a good car. That means we can't get a good house. That means we don't fuck, like at all. Like have anyone here not fucked? Give it up if you're not fucked. Only me? Seriously, god damn it. 
seriously like if you uh, if you're wondering like if you're a gen x or you're a millennial just ask yourself this question okay what's more sexy a 12 inch dick or a 12 thousand square foot condo in downtown uh, san francisco Right, it's just like seriously, like it, like for us, it's like we rather have the condo because a condo will solve all of our problems, right? Like just like even if like we can't get like, the good sex, like we can still jerk off to a waterfront view, which is much better than whatever the fuck we're doing. Just like seriously, I need a house, right? Like I fucked up my life. I know exactly when I fucked up. College? Anyone went to college here? Anyone went to college here? We all went to college, right? Because we're the millennials, right? And we're so fucking dumb, right? Seriously, I can, I know this one guy from college who can build any kind of bridge in the world, any kind of bridge. But you know what kind of bridge he can't build? The bridge of human connection. Like that guy is never getting laid, right? Like and the dumbest guy I know, the dumbest guy I know spent a thousand K to go to engineering school, graduated, can't find a job, and now is doing stand-up comedy on Mutiny Radio. Like what the hell? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me? Like seriously. Like, we, we can't, we don't know how to talk to people. Like, I'm so fucking lonely right now. Like, <laughs> seriously, I'm so lonely. Like, l like I did the loneliest thing possible. Like, last New Year's Eve, I mean, uh, New Year's Eve celebration, I went to watch the fireworks in downtown alone, right? Like, that's the saddest thing ever. Like, for the whole time when I was there, when I was, like, waiting for the fireworks to start, for two hours straight, I just tried to pretend to try to find my friends, right? It's just like, hey, where are you, man? Where are you? Yeah, Wang, Wang, are you here? Yeah, Wang, Wang, yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking, yeah, I'm at, the, I'm at the waterfront. For the two hours when I was there, I was just walking around doing that because if I sat down, people would have been like, oh, look at this piece of shit. He's here watching the fireworks alone, right? It's just like, seriously, seriously, talking to people, this, how, do, how do people do it? Right, people like I don't know how to get a job at all. Right, like it's all online job application now. Like jo online job applications are just fucking nightmares. Right, like just like I see this one job post, like entry level position, three years experience needed. Like three years experience. So that's like a girl who's like, oh my god, I want to date a virgin, but you need to be an anal, have a sex dungeon, and three years experience. Like what the hell, man? Like by the way, if you know a girl like that, call me. I can build a great sex dungeon. There's so much duct tape at my house. I don't, I don't know what to do with it. Right, like I'm an engineer. Yeah, so th it means like I am more socially awkward in talking to people. Like people try to give me advice when I can't find a job. They're like, Robert, if you can't find a job, you gotta network, you gotta go out there, and you gotta talk to people. Like seriously, fuck you, okay? Whoever gave that advice, fuck you, all right? I'm a millennial, I don't know how to talk to people. Like when you are all out there drinking, partying, and having sex, I was at home, studying math, like a good boy. But no, you can't hire me because I'm socially awkward, but you can hire the douchebag who stole all my homework because he's cool. He knows how to talk to people. Like, look, I know I want to know how drinking works, right? Like, I don't, I don't know how fucking drinking works. Like, you drink, and some magic happens, and boom, you're pregnant. Like, what, what is this sorcery? Somebody teach me this shit, right? Like, crack, crack is amazing, right? Like, I wish I was addicted to crack, okay? Because at least. Crack is so cool. Like when you're sm snorting crack, like people look up to you, like, whoa, that guy is smoking crack. You know what I'm addicted to? League of Legend. Like nobody is looking up to me because I sit in front of a dark room all day, sitting in front of a computer, just clicking a button. Like at least when you're addicted to crack, you're getting exercise, right? Like I look like I have no exercise at all. Like seriously, like like if I was on crack around me, I'll be like, <laughs> And then I'll be like, all this twitching is gonna make me lose weight. But like, I don't, 
do that. Like, God damn it! I was, I was a cool, I was a l nerd kid. God, we're all nerd kids. All Asian kids are nerds. Just like, God damn it! Like every Asian kid I talk to is just like engineering degrees. Like, what are you gonna do with that engineering degree? I'm gonna work in a convenience store because fuck me, <laughs> right? Seriously, seriously, like, the fuck? Like, we all have good degrees. Like, what's what's your degree, sir? What's your degree? Oh, okay, uh, what's your degree? <laughs> <laughs> you deserve your fate. You also deserve your fate, right? But like, I have a fucking engineering degree, I'm still doing stand-up comedy. Like, I'm making literally like 15 bucks an hour do and then like doing stand-up comedy on the side because I, because I don't know how to get a job at all. Like, seriously, like if you're wondering like what kind of engineer can't find a job, it depends on the engineering, okay? Like every other kind of, Every other kind of engineer is a hero to society, but a mining engineer, that's a Captain Planet villain, right? It's just like Tony Stark can build killer robots all day and kids look up to him. But when I want to build one coal mine, suddenly Chuck Norris appears and kicks me in the face. Because nature, nature, oh my god, seriously. Millennials, could you just stop with this environmental shit? Like, I, I need a fucking job, okay? Listen, I, I said... I sit too much on stage. Like I, I talk, I trash talk ch China too much, right? Like I can't go back to China now. If I go back to China, they'll be like, "Do you want to see the death camp?" Because you are there all the time, right? Like just, uh, like I am so fucked. Like seriously, like I, w I wish I was that kid back in the sweatshop, right? Like I wish I didn't leave China in the first place, because that kid back in the sweatshop, he is doing way better than me, right? He's like, he can make an iPhone in five seconds. Like what could I do? Linear algebra. Give it up if you know what that is, right? <laughs> Give it up if you know what linear algebra is. What is linear algebra, sir? Uh, That's a problem. That's a problem <laughs> right there, right? What am I supposed to do? Like impress my employer with my ability to invert the matrices? Like do you even know what that means, right? Like there's nothing on my resume. Like there's nothing on my resume except this, right? Because like I don't care what you people say. This is three years of s public speaking experience, right? Like I'm not... <laughs> Like, do you know how hard it is for an Asian engineer to get a job in, in this economy? Like, do you know how many Asian engineers there are in the world? Like, every pile of resume, there's like just a bunch of Wangs and Pangs and like Laos, right? And then you see this Miller guy. It's like, oh, he's a white guy. I'm going to hire him because he speaks English. Like, I don't, like, look, look, I, I'm not even doing this for some bullshit dream. No, I'm doing this co to convince white people that I speak English, which I assume. <laughs> I am speaking to you or you're just laughing to not seem racist, right? Like, <laughs> like I really don't belong in the corporate world. Like, seriously, like, you know, I actually got an engineering job for like a month, right? You know how I got fired? How did I get fired? Oh, yeah, that's right, why not? Why? <laughs> I wish I did that, fuck. <laughs> Dude, I, I got fired because I took a nap during a job orientation, right? Like, again, I can't even keep myself awake for one single fucking job or orientation, right? Like, it's just, like, I can't, I have narcolepsy. Like, I developed it when I used to go to church, church back in the day because all the sermons were so fucking boring. So I slept through every sermon. And then, like, when I went to university, I slept through every lecture because they were also as boring. And then, like, because of this, like, environmental effect of, like, every time someone is boring, talks, I just fall asleep. I fall asleep during a job orientation, and I got fired immediately. Like, seriously, I can't hold a fucking real job, right? Because we're all pieces of shits. Yeah, I never had sex. I, ne I didn't even have sex. Seriously, I never had sex. Like, I wa I think I'll be great at the sex, though, because I watch a lot of demonstration videos, right? 
Like, I read all the articles on the subject, right? I know all about the sex, the anal sex, the vaginal sex, and the tentacle sex. Like, ladies, please, we have options, right? I have, I have to admit, like, our porn is way better than the Gen X porn. Like, she was probably masturbating to, like, some Playboy magazine. Like, we, like, I masturbated to a Playboy magazine once, and it was really boring. I was just like, there's so many articles and one picture. It's like, what the fuck is the point of this shit? Like, like we are, we masturbate to some really deep shit. Like, I don't even masturbate to normal porn now. Like, what I masturbate to is, like, a combination of weirdo hentais and, like, weirdo ASMR where this, this girl just talks dirty to me and I just jerk off to that. It's, it's kind of weird, right? Like, it's not that weird at all. Like, it's not that weird. Like, uh, the next generation is gonna figure out even weirder porn. Like, they're just, they're just gonna be like, you masturbate to a screen? Like, I have this robotic sex doll that's in my closet all the time. That's what I'm masturbating to. And the, the Chinese will make that robotic sex doll, so like, you better buy iPhones or else we're gonna, that's not gonna happen, right? So I, I, I have a flash a flashlight, obviously, I have a flashlight, <laughs> right? Yeah, because I'm a millennial, I never had sex. Obviously, I have a flashlight, right? But, like, don't get a flashlight. It's such a waste of money, right? Like, it's 60 bucks for the flashlight, but, like, what they don't tell you is you got to keep buying lube or else your dick is going to fuck up, right? So, like, you got to keep buying lube, which is, like, 15 bucks a month. So, like, a 60 bucks flashlight and, like, lube, like, that's just a World of Warcraft subscription, right? Like, I can't keep buying that shit, right? And then, like, the thing about flashlight is that, like, they don't tell you is that every time you use a flashlight, it makes this weird squishing noise. It's like unplugging a toilet, you know? Like, you know, <laughs> you, you, sir, you laugh. You have a flashlight, right? <laughs> or is that what you call your girlfriend? I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? But, like, it makes this weird squishing noise. And, like, 